Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So I was in the shower. I was cleaning my ass and making all the shirts all sparkly. Thank you, clean. I'm not the funny one. I'm the pretty one. Cock shots. <laughs> I just checked myself out. music, wine, and then loop up. The glory hole is like a, a like dick theater. I've imagined your pants. Which means your pants had better come off. Mama needs playtime. Uh, we're not sluts. We just love love. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Angela. And this is Bradford. Yes, thanks for joining us here for another week at By the By. Yeah, yay. Yay. <laughs> and we have another guest who's probably going to be quite vocal. Yes, so we may end up moving her to Angela's shoulder. So, uh, anybody who follows our social medias knows that we got a, a baby, a pet, mm-hmm. uh, and her name is Ripley, and she's... Uh, She's making it very, uh, she's like, I want to be on the podcast. <laughs> she wants to be on the podcast, apparently. Yeah. yeah. Uh, are we going to go fetch I'll her? I'll get her. All right, yeah. yeah. So um, apparently this is going to be our new thing is where we podcast with a parrot on our shoulder. Um, and by parrot, I mean a little cockatiel. She's adorable. Yeah, and technically the cockatiels are the smallest in the cockatoo family. <laughs> Interesting fact. The more you know. Yes. This isn't just a sex podcast, people. <laughs> this is also a bird podcast. Yes. Oh, and apparently she's going to be noisier here than she was in her cage. <laughs> so apparently Ripley's going to tell you a bit about sex. I don't know. Oh, the things she's seen. <laughs> the things she's heard. She's only been with us for two weeks. But she's you know. like, I'm scarred for life. <laughs> I'm scarred. I know where babies come from. <laughs> and we're back. Yes. Uh, so we we have taken our new bird and... I was going to say something really dark and funny, but... Uh, like what? <laughs> Where are you going with this? We set her free. No. <laughs> She'll never make noise again. No. no. She might actually still make noise. We put her back in her cage and have now covered her cage uh, and told her it is nighttime. Yeah. So hopefully she is... And she chirped back and was like, it's not fucking nighttime. <laughs> well, she knows it's not because we're still up. <laughs> Touche. And she's like, you know what? Yeah. It's hard to sleep with you fuckers talking. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, what do we have coming up? We have uh, so we, this Friday. Yes, this Friday we have the Pendulum Party. Yes. So September 20th. Pretty excited for that. Yes. Uh, we'll be a little late, but we will be there with bells on. Mm-hmm. And that's Pendulum 12. Yes. So it's been a dozen pendulums, which is really amazing and exciting. A dozen pendulums. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So many good yeah. times. So many good times. And yes. so many more to come. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we've got that coming up. Mm-hmm. Then after that, October nineteenth is yeah yes. going back to Radelaide to the Rabbit Hole mm-hmm. for their second Rainbow Party. Mm-hmm. Very much looking forward to that. That'll yep. be fun. A uh, lot of people that we want to catch up with down there. So it's yeah. going to be uh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be fun. It's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be, be tough like, because ah! we're literally flying in, go to the party, and then fly home on Sunday. Yes. <laughs> so. there's, there's not a lot of downtime. No, no. It'll be good though. It'll be fun. I'm really, really looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, we are off to uh, off to Mexico. Yeah, to Mexico for Desire for Life on the Swing Set takes Desire. Yes, oh, going to be in so Cancun. I'm so excited. There's like 15 rooms left. There's rooms are fall- dropping like flies. Yes, uh, every day it seems like every day there's fewer and fewer rooms, yeah. which is amazing and exciting, and I yeah. cannot wait. Yeah, me too. So, in fact, this weekend I started packing a few things. I, yeah, we've got a suitcase that is now packed with our giveaways. Yes, uh, which are going to be amazing. Which we're not going to tell you what they are just yet. Nope, you have to go to find out. That's right. Mm-hmm. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> so let's just say it takes two suitcases to take them there. Uh, yes, and I've been doing some research with our friends at Geeky Sex Toys mm-hmm. to try to get uh, to try to get some some stuff from them that we can give away once we're there. Pretty excited for that. 
That's right, because aren't I, I, we, something, some part of us, um, hosting the sex toy show and tell? Yes. Cool. Yeah. So that means that not only will we have some giveaways, but we'll also yes. have some of our geeky sex toys That's with right. us so that we can show them and just, yeah, they're amazing and fun. And we love our geeky sex toys and they get a lot of use and <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. So we will definitely have those. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. And so, yeah, we'll have one to give something to give away at the sex, at the sex toy show and tell. Mm-hmm. And then we'll have something to give away during our live podcast, which we get to do there. Ooh, yes. Yeah, pretty excited for That's that. That's going to be fun. I, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else we have coming up? So that's all of the that's, big events that yeah. we're going to be at. I mean, there'll be other things in between, but sure. those are the big things. However, we were nominated for an X Award, which right. is a new awards program here in Australia. We talked about it a few episodes back with, with the creator. Mm-hmm. Yes. Sweet release. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we were nominated. So now it's voting time. It is voting time. So... Get on, vote. We need to get on and vote for others as well. Um, I think vote, I'm not sure how long voting goes for, probably through October, because I think the awards are in the beginning of November, because they're believe so. the ceremonies um, while we're in desire. Exactly. So, Unfortunately, yeah. it is, uh, I would love to go to this ceremony. Uh, I know that uh, Lawrence and Jess from Our Secret Spot have also been nominated for yep. an award, so vote for them. Uh, the folks from After Dark Intimate Wipes, mm-hmm. they were nominated, so vote for them. Like, there's a lot of wonderful people that you've heard us talk about that you should vote for. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, pretty excited for that, and I would totally be there. But unfortunately, we will be somewhere, I think, <laughs> over the Atlantic Ocean. Actually, that's true. We'll be on our way back because it's the day that we leave Desire. So we'll be somewhere in the air traveling home during the ceremony. Which Hopefully is... in business class, but, you know, there's no well, promises. Yeah. Look, I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm you know, like, I'm demanding. <laughs> I'm worth it. Damn it. So yes, if you would like to have your say and vote for that, it is adultentertainmentawards.com. Yes. Or you can just search for X Awards Australia. Yes. And vote for by, so, vote for by the by. Yeah. By the by. By the by. And by vampire. Because <laughs> it's now, it's almost October and I'm getting ready for Halloween. Wow. That's the best vampire I do. <laughs> <laughs> I want to suck. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care. Is it your nipple? <laughs> is it your clit? Is it your dick? I don't care. I want to suck. I won't leave a hickey. <laughs> unless requested. Unless, unless, <laughs> unless that's what you want. Yeah. <laughs> then, all right. <laughs> Man, my accents are terrible. <laughs> you say that, but yours are still so much better than mine. <laughs> which, is, <laughs> which is really, really that's sad. That's really sad. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, because mine are terrible. I just love you. Never do an accent. Ever. No, there's a reason why. <laughs> yes. I think the people should demand it. Ah, no, I just no. want to hear you do one one accent. No, I can do my <laughs> accent. How about that? <laughs> That's no good. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Oh my gosh. Uh, anyway, mm-hmm. so. Is that all? Is that all the housekeeping stuff? That's all the housekeeping stuff. Okay, cool. Yeah. So let's talk about what I have no idea what we're talking about. So we're going to talk about something that comes up from time to time. Particularly, we get emails from people about this subject. Okay. And it's a sticky one, and it's a is it, kind of is a, it about cum. No, it's not. Oh, it's cum sticky. It's true. It is. It's not cum though. Yeah. No, but it's it's a difficult one I once to fell navigate asleep after having sex in my penis stuck to my leg mm-hmm. and I rolled over in the middle of the night and thought that you were anyway it was traumatic are you done now no probably not <laughs> I'm, in a, I'm in an odd mood tonight so I'm going to apologize in advance for <laughs> anything that I say or do but uh-huh. yes. I'm also very fidgety and I'm trying not to touch all the stuff over here so please continue yes I'm excited Okay, so we're going to revisit the topics of jealousy, envy, and FOMO. So it's a blast from the past. It's like one of our early top 10 episodes. Yes, so... First 10 episodes, not top 10. First 10 episodes. First 10. And we also did a a follow-up as well. So the first time that we talked about jealousy, we had Lola Lady and Ginger Tramp on. Oh my God, that was a drunken mess. That was a drunken mess, but it's still kind of funny. We were so drunk. Yeah. It's like episode three or four. It was Six, great. I think. Okay, whatever. It's in the first ten. Yeah, and then we had them back on to revisit. Yes. And that was after they had kind of had a, a bout through some of their jealousy issues, worked through a lot of stuff, and were coming out the other end of that. Mm-hmm. And so now we're just going to kind of talk about 
the three, jealousy, envy, and FOMO, what are they? What are the differences? How do you navigate that kind of thing? And this is all just from our perspective. Yes, So, of course. We're not psychologists. No. We're, you know, yeah. we're just us. <laughs> we're a couple of random people who really like to have sex and try to talk a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sounds good, right? Yeah, sure. We're, th- we're authoritative. <laughs> so let's start with the definitions of each of them. Okay. Because I think that's going to kind of set the tone for helping us to discuss, like, what is each of them and how do we see them in the lifestyle, in our lives, and how do we handle them? Because they are, I think, all a little bit different. Okay. So jealousy is feeling or showing an envious resentment of someone or their achievements, possessions, or perceived advantages. Okay. And I think the perceived advantages is probably key in this particular scenario. Sure. So envy is a feeling of discontented or resentful longing aroused by someone else's possessions, qualities, or luck. Okay. I see the wheels turning. Yeah, because I don't understand <laughs> the difference between them. And then let's get to FOMO. So FOMO uh, is fear of missing out. Yes. So it's a pervasive apprehension that others might be having rewarding experiences from which one is absent. Cool. Yes. So that I, one is clearly different than the others. Yes. So I think the the line between jealousy and envy is a very fine line. Uh, I just did a quick Google search mm-hmm. because I wanted to see what Google said was the main difference between envy mm, and jealousy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I got this just – this is the first thing that pops up when you search that just that. The main difference between envy and jealousy is that envy is the emotion of coveting what someone else has while jealousy is the emotion related to fear that something you have will be taken by someone else. Okay. That, I think, is a really good way to look at it. And I think we should uh, – that makes sense to yeah. me. So envy is I want what you have. Jealousy is I don't want you to take what I've got. That makes sense. Yes. Yeah. I like that. That make, Yeah, that makes I sense. I should put that on a T-shirt. <laughs> it should be green. Uh-huh. Just because. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people talk about – jealousy and envy and FOMO in the lifestyle as if it's a negative thing and as if it's something that you shouldn't have. We need to get rid of that. And we need to avoid it. Right. And admittedly, yes, it's good to minimize it, but at the same time, you're not going to avoid it completely. And it, it's, these feelings can come up at any time out of the blue. You may not be prepared for it. It also may be a recurring thing that you know that this is, I'm going to be set off by this. And and so I guess those are, we'll talk about how to handle those two different scenarios, potentially anyway, at least how we would handle them. But at the same time, it's, it's not necessarily a negative because it can present you with feelings and scenarios and things that you need to then, aspects of your relationship that you then need to work on with your partner. And it could be aspects of your relationship or it could be things within yourself that you need to work on as well. So it, it's, it can be seen as an opportunity for growth and an, an area for improvement. It's not necessarily a bad thing that should be avoided at all costs. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, it is, it is something that we've listened to a lot of podcasts and, and they, you know, a lot of people talk about the envy and the jealousy, but not a lot of people talk about mitigating it and, yeah. and how to get around it. And I think that's because so many of us have troubles. I mean, me included. We often say that for us, we don't have those feelings. And we don't. I, I, I don't. I really don't. I have no fear of jealousy. I'm envious of some of your qualities. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm, I don't have a jealousy of, of a fear of losing you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that doesn't mean that I'm without especially envy and FOMO. Yeah. Like if you look at that triangle of those, uh, those feelings, all of which are greatly related, like jealousy is one that I don't feel very often. Mm -hmm. Envy and FOMO is one that I feel quite often. Mm -hmm. And I think both of those are internal rather than, I guess all of them are internal rather than external, but yeah. Yeah. And sometimes these feelings will come up, and you don't really know why. It's kind of out of the blue. Something may trigger it, but at the same time, it can happen. You know, if we're at the swingers club, it's happened when one of us was traveling and the other one wasn't that we've had some of these feelings in those scenarios. Um, it can happen, you know, when you're playing with other people, even just talking and chatting with people online, you can have some of these feelings. And, but then there's other times where, we know that if we're put into a given situation that it, we're going to feel, we're going to have those feelings of FOMO or envy or again, like you said, not as much jealousy for us, but for some people it is jealousy. Yeah, absolutely. And There's so nothing you, wrong with that. No. And so you know that, to, that these situations can trigger these feelings. And so how do we minimize 
those feelings in those situations or those situations to trigger those feelings. And it's hard because sometimes you can't avoid the situations completely. You know, it may be certain play scenarios bring out those feelings, or if somebody looks at your partner a certain way, or is maybe flirting with them a bit more than you would like, that can definitely bring on some feelings of jealousy. And and so you can't really avoid that if you're going to be in the lifestyle. Well, it's interesting you say that because that, that definition or that example, I think, I think is many people would say it's jealousy. But in fact, I don't think it's necessarily jealousy as much as it is envy. I think envy. it's misplaced because I think what happens is in a in a club scenario mm-hmm. where someone is flirting with your partner, you're envious that nobody's flirting with you potentially. You're not. Fair I mean, enough. Are you okay. really afraid? And I guess that's the thing. And maybe maybe it's just me and and my naive confidence, but I'm not afraid that somebody's going to take you away from me because you're not an object. You're not a thing that's going to, that can be taken away. If you leave, and we've had this conversation before, mm-hmm. um, you know, if any point that this doesn't, this relationship doesn't work for either one of us, we need to, we need to look at it and then maybe go our separate ways. I don't want that, yeah. but I don't think that you're going to be stolen away by some better version <laughs> of Bradford. Uh, I don't think there is a better version of Bradford. Chris Hemsworth. He's a yeah. better version uh-huh. of me. Uh, he's like me evolved. Uh, yeah. Goofy, cute, uh-huh. funny, but he has an Australian accent. Someday, someday, Chris, I'll have it. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> but I think that's the thing is that I don't have that fear that you're going to be taken away. Now, I sometimes feel envious that you're getting attention that mm-hmm. I would like to have, me being the extroverted attention whore that I am. <laughs> look at me, look at me, look at me. Kind of thing. So I, I do understand that. But I think a lot of people think it's jealousy when in fact they're not worried about their partner mm-hmm. leaving them for somebody else. They're worried that they're not getting the attention that their partner is getting. That's that, what they want. That's fair enough. But that's also assuming that they have that security and the trust in their relationship, mm. which I would say that the majority of people that we've met in the lifestyle do have that level of trust and security in their relationships. Yes. But we've met those couples that clearly don't. And in, when we recognize the signs of that and when we see that, we tend to back away as quickly as we can because yeah. that's not a, a relationship and a partnership that we want to get involved with. No. Because uh, there's going to be... Red flags galore. Yeah, there's going to be more mess than, than it's worth. But you're right. Assuming that you have that, assuming that a couple has that, you're probably right that it is more envy than it is jealousy in that particular scenario. God, it's been yeah. recorded that Angela says I'm right. <laughs> You've been right before. I'm sure I've said it on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, but I remember this one. <laughs> For now. <laughs> For now. Oh, that's great. No, it, yeah, I, I think that, and fair enough. Like, it sucks. That's yeah. a, that's a, it's often a shitty feeling to be in a group and feel like you're the only one that's not getting attention. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's funny. Again, looking back yeah. at it, it's hard for me to like these, this is one of those Venn diagram mm-hmm. things where you have things that are clearly jealousy, clearly envy, clearly FOMO. And you have things that are a little bit of a each, little bit maybe, of each yeah. or a little bit of all. Mm-hmm. And I think there are situations in which that there are, it is a little bit of all. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's talk about how, looking at this Venn diagram, let's start in one of these circles and sort of talk our, how we've yeah. experienced it and then how we've sort of overcome or, or mitigated or whatever you want to say, mm-hmm. uh, the feeling. So let's start with jealousy. Okay. So again, jealousy is that fear that something is going to be taken away from you. Uh-huh. So I'll go first. Cause I know you're probably struggling to come up with something. Uh, but for me, uh, I never have jealousy over you. Like, mm-hmm. again, I know that you are like, we are two anchors or two balloons tied to the same weight. We're, we're, unfortunately for you, you're stuck with me. Uh, I'm really happy that I'm stuck with you. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but it is, it's one of those things that I trust you and trust our relationship yeah. with no second guesses at all. Where I feel jealousy is always with secondary partners. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I have 
two boyfriends. We have one boyfriend together. I have one that is currently my boyfriend, but it won't be too long before I thought, I think you're going to start calling him that as well, uh, just because of the emotional connection. But when the gentleman, when he starts getting into relationships that are more serious and Mm -hmm. less just passing people that he's having sex with, that I get jealous of that because I'm afraid at some point, you know, I I realize that this is a non-traditional relationship and it's, it's, it's another facet that can have a problem. And so, you know, it makes sense that at some point he, he might want to just have a air quotes, traditional relationship with somebody. Monogamous. Monogamous relationship. Yes. yes. Uh, Or a relationship that at least doesn't include us in Mm -hmm. some fashion that I get very jealous of that, uh, which is weird. And it's only a feeling that I've had in the not too distant past that that started to come up, but I have that problem. And then also with the other boyfriend, you know, it's like when I know that he's going out and doing things, I'm afraid that at some point he's going to, like no longer be either have time for me or make, you know, whatever, it's not going to work. And so that's when I start feeling jealousy mm-hmm. and I try to be rational about it and, and convince myself that it's nothing, it's not a big deal or it's not real. And in most cases it isn't real. It's not, I know it's unfounded on both cases, on both, both situations, but sometimes it's hard to convince yeah. myself of that, yeah. even though you know something. Um, well, and it's also, in those cases, it's not necessarily out of the realm of possibility. Because like you said, we have a really good relationship with the gentleman. But it's not to say that if somebody came along at some point in his life, they may choose a different relationship model right. than what we currently have and what we're part of. Yeah. And so, yes, it's completely possible that that may end. None of us, I don't think, wants it to, especially at this point. Right. But at the same time, you know, we're all still pretty young and there's a lot of time left in the future. So that's one of those things that to help mitigate that jealousy. And I don't think it's ever really anything. We've had some discussions with him, but not serious, serious no. discussions. Yeah. But to mitigate that and to help that jealousy of yours, the the best way to do it is to talk to him about it and, and let him know that you have those feelings. And he knows, he knows that we do. Yeah. Because it's, it's come up. And he's also said that he doesn't want a monogamous relationship in the future. Right. Again, depending on who you meet and how things go, how life goes, that can always change. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's you can mitigate that by having that communication and just seeing if you're both on the same page and and feel the same way. But it's also life happens, and you may not be able to mitigate it always. It may be good for a while, but I don't know. It's yeah. tough because you, yeah. you want to say that we can fix it and we can make it go away forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you can't. But we can't. And I think yeah. that I, I don't want it to go away, Mm-mm. but I just want to recognize that because I, I guess for me, if it, it's there because it's important. Yeah. It matters. And so I don't want it to go away because it is important and it does matter. But I just don't, I don't want it to be all consuming, which it's not. Yeah. I don't think it ever has and been. And it's never no. been one of those things that it like shuts me down for a day. It's, it's one of those things that I think about it. And I'm like, oh, fuck, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, and then I try to continue on. Mm-hmm. But going back to the gentleman as the example, our communication is great. Yes. I, I can't think of a day in the last year and a half that we haven't had some form of communication between the three of us mm-hmm. in some way. It might be just me and him texting back and forth on our group thread or you and him texting back yeah. and forth on the group thread, even you and I on our group thread. There's always that communication there. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is what really helps. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's interesting because you say that, and yes, there is communication every day, and it can be goofy, silly things. It can be serious. It doesn't matter. Just that, just having that ability to be yourself with someone, right? And that that again then creates that that trust and that security in the relationship as well, right. when you can actually be yourself and you don't feel like you're having to hide something. So, do you have an example of jealousy, or do you include that in? Are you included in on the the gentleman's jealousy? Um. I'm sure that I am jealous at times, but I cannot think of an example. And I've been trying to. I don't, I guess I could be included in it on the gentleman's example, but I'm not, 
I won't really say that I'm jealous about that. Oh, that's tough. Because for me, it's, there probably is some bit of jealousy there, but I am really good at hiding feelings away and being very logical and very practical. And, and just uh, those feelings, they just don't matter because that's not reality. That's not logic. That's, it just isn't. And I don't know. Like if I were to, really dig down and try to like say, would I be jealous of another partner of his? Probably if they took him away. But yeah. at the same time, have I felt that in the past with any partners? No. Would you Hulk out and Angela smash? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Don't take my gentleman away. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I love it. So, so I guess that is more possessive, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I love you so much. But it, like you said, with you, I don't have those feelings because it's, I do have that security. There's just something about our relationship that I feel like. I don't question it. It just is. Yeah. Yeah. And admittedly, we've been together for seven years now, yeah. six and a half, not a long time, really. Yeah. But I always feel like our relationship is one of those things that has always been and yeah. will always be. We don't talk a lot about spirituality and whatnot in, on this podcast, but if there are other lives and reincarnation and whatnot, I honestly feel that at some point we were together. Like mm -hmm. it, you're that solid for me. Yeah. So yeah. agreed. And, and I, and it's, especially it's a weird feeling. Yeah. Especially compared to previous relationships, even though I would have said that I trusted my previous partners, there was always that inkling of what if, or, you know, if, if something didn't go to plan, Oh, where are they? What's going on? Da, da, da. Whereas with you, I don't question anything. So were you jealous with previous partners? Yes, but I think that that's a good point. I would say yes, but I think that was because there was the lack of communication. Mm. The communication wasn't there. And so for me, I think it comes out of, to me, jealousy comes out of not knowing what's going on and that lack of knowledge. I don't like that. Yeah. I want to know what's happening. Even we talk a lot about our feelings and how we feel about a situation, both going into something. What do you expect? How do you feel? Do you think this is going to be good or not or whatever? And then coming out of it, we talk about how we felt about it and how we, what we thought of the situation or scenario, etc. And with previous partners, there wasn't really that level of communication, especially not to the level of detail that we go into right. because we talk about every, everything. Probably more than we really, really have to. But at the same time, it works for us. And and with previous partners, there wasn't that. While we talked and we communicated, it wasn't the in-depth. And it wasn't, there wasn't that all and complete trust, I would say. There was always some bit of, are they really telling the truth? What if this isn't right? What if, You know, there was always some little niggling something. And for me, that comes from not knowing what, not knowing everything. Right. And even when you're going out with somebody without me or there's – if one of us is traveling, we still talk about oh, yeah. what's happening and what's expected, that kind of thing. And that really helps, I feel like, because having that information both beforehand, especially beforehand, having that information beforehand and then even during – sometimes we'll be texting if, if possible um, – and then afterwards, for sure, just kind of decompressing and debriefing about what's happened, whether it was a separate experience or a together experience, really helps. Because there are times that we may have an experience together, especially at the club, because most of our dates outside of the club are more kind of couple dates. And so we're a little right. more connected. But at the club, we may end up in an orgy situation where there's a lot of people involved. And we may not be really directly involved with each other or even perhaps even on the same bed at the same time, you know, there could be a lot of people between us and even discussing that scenario after the fact and knowing how you felt about it, what your experience was, what you liked and, and what you saw of me and what I saw of you and what really turned me on. Just having that discussion, I think really helps to mitigate any kind of jealousy for me. And, and perhaps that's why I don't have those feelings with you is because we do talk about everything. Whereas previous partners, there was always that, there was always an unknown. There was always something that wasn't said. And I don't, I don't like that not knowing. I, I think just as humans, we don't like not knowing. You know, it's, it's funny because I was just looking for the quote and I can't find it, but the, to paraphrase it, Stephen King once said, the scariest thing I can write is someone knocked at the door. Yeah. Because 
we put our own fear behind that door. Mm -hmm. And whether if your fear is spiders, it's a giant spider. If your fear is, is clowns, it's a clown. If your fear is, is, I don't know, maybe 1937 porn. So that's interesting. But you know, that's what he's saying is that once you open the door, once he describes what's behind the Mm -hmm. door, that's his biggest fear, not ours. So, Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Once he op- once you open that door, once he opens that door for us. It's not you, – you might get some of the people frightened, but mm-hmm. you're not going to get all of the people frightened. But when he says something knocked at the door, everybody can be frightened because we're all putting our biggest fears behind that that door. And I've always remembered that. And I, I feel like that's – for our relationship, that's mm-hmm. something that as long as I know what's behind the door, it's not scary. It might be scary, but it's not nearly as scary as what yeah. I put on the other side of that door. And – and with, I think that I look at that with when you get on dates, mm-hmm. I'm more concerned about your safety mm-hmm. than I am about losing you or anything mm-hmm. like that. So, but we mitigate that in in other ways. Yeah, so. that's also interesting because going back to previous partners, you know, I was married at a very young age the first time, mm-hmm. and so basically went from high school to married with very little time in between. And so I wasn't really on my own. And I would say that with previous partners, I was more jealous of other people. If like, if my, especially I would say my first husband, cause we were together for the longest, but if he was out with someone else and especially if I was studying, doing schoolwork, whatever. Right, and so I wasn't, right. I wasn't Born really, stuff. yeah, I wasn't really actively engaged in something that really held my attention. Then I would be potentially thinking about, not always, but sometimes you'd be thinking about what is he doing with them? What are they doing? Are they having a good time? And that's part of the FOMO because it is part of. I was just going to say, that yeah. sounds more FOMO. It is. Unless you're worried that that person was going to take him from you. And that's where I was going with this ah, is because ah. I was never on my own before that. And so then it was always, but I need him. I need someone and I don't want to be on my own and I don't want someone to take him from me. And I don't think I didn't realize it at the time, of course. So it wasn't until many years later after I had spent time on my own and I was really comfortable with myself and I was very comfortable being on my own and I really liked being on my own that now with you, I'm not really scared of someone taking you away, A, because I don't think it's going to happen. I, Like you said, I feel like we have a very solid relationship. But at the same time, if someone does, I know that you're going because you will be in a better place. You'll be in a better right. relationship, better mental state, whatever. You'll be better off. And I'm okay being on my own. I don't need someone to exist and to be. So I find that's interesting that you you say that. It's like, I'm going off to be in a better relationship, but you're okay because you're on your own. You're not thinking about your better relationship. No. Let's see. That's, oh, there's so much psychology here. That <laughs> I do not have the degree to handle. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think that, that there's something telling about the way you describe that. For me, I'm the antithesis. I've still never really been on my own. Mm-hmm. I think I've lived by myself for a grand total of two and a half months in my entire life. Mm-hmm. And and even during that two and a half months, I think you and I were fucking. So you were spending the night, or at least somebody was spending the night with me at times during that. So I, I do find that interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's uh, move on to envy. Let's move on to envy. Yeah, that's. I'll let you start with this one. So this one was envy. Was envy was that 
that emotional want that somebody else has something that you want. Oh, yeah, yeah, that happens. It's also one of the seven deadly sins. <laughs> right. I would say that definitely happens. Uh, and it's... It's small things, I would say, more or less for us. I don't think that I have any, like, major envious types of feelings, but definitely small things. Like, if we are going out and say we're at the club and there's a couple that we're really interested in and then somebody else ends up playing with them and then we don't get a chance to. Yeah. Definitely envious there. I do have, I have envy there Yes, because it's like, oh, I really wanted to play with them and somebody got to them first. And we've recovered from that, though. Because there are times in the past where we've been interested in someone or someone's and they've gone off and played with other people. And if you play your cards right and put yourself in the right scenario, you can then have a chance to play with them later, potentially. It's true. We've done that. But I think most of my envy feelings are around something like that. And that there's a, there's a situation, there's somebody I want to play with, there's something I want. I will say, ah, another one is your solo boyfriend. Yes. Yeah. I'm pretty envious of him. Really? Because I want to play with him. He's adorable and he's sweet, but. No, so then you're envious of me that I get to play with him. Yeah. (laughs) Because he's, he's really cute and he's really sweet, but yeah. He is very sweet and he is very cute and I, yeah, I have all the feels for him right uh-huh. now. Uh, yeah. So that's one. Yeah, because I'm not part of that. But at the same time, we're good friends with them. And yes. so I do still have yeah. a lot of contact with them. So it's not like I'm... I almost Wait. wonder if it would be better if there wasn't. Because then, like, oh, I don't really know what I'm missing out oh, on. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Because, you, I mean, you see him at least once a week. Once maybe a, once every yeah, other week. Yeah. And, like, I see him maybe once a week. So... Mm-hmm. We're very close to the number of times we see him. Yeah. Rough. But I would say that's stuff. I would say my, my envy feelings tend to crop up apparently over people. <laughs> well, so. As opposed to things. And I will say, like, for me, my envy things tend to be, I'm envious of, well, honestly, I'm the, the gentleman. I'm envious of him. Back to that, and I know the unimportant cock size, but looking at, <laughs> you know, like, like, I look at him and I'm like, oh, I wish I had, I wish my cock was the size of yours. And then I also then sit there and go, I also wish it functioned as consistently as yours. <laughs> Accepting that he has had issues. He, we've talked about that, yeah. but. Yeah. I always, it's one of those things for me that I really have to focus on myself in order to get myself to perform. Mm-hmm. And whereas he just kind of comes in and he's like, I'm ready. <laughs> and I'm like, I hate you so badly. <laughs> How can I hate someone I love so much? <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's just frustrating. Yeah. So that I'm envious of. I've mm-hmm. seen that in, in the clubs and I've seen guys in the clubs and, and There's, that can also, though, that envy, especially in a public setting like a swingers club or a swingers party even, where there's a lot more people around, that can definitely then fuel some, like, ED issues. And, yeah, absolutely. And that's that then creates a bigger spiral and a bigger problem. And yes. that's a lot harder than and to deal so with. And it's so hard to pull yourself yeah. out of that. And I, I'm much better now than I was a year ago even, but... Still, I, I I do get that envy. Mm-hmm. What helps me, and this is gonna sound, oh my god, this is gonna sound so bad. I'm I'm not a bad person, but what I end up doing is I look at those guys and I go, well, at least I have better, and then blank. I have a better sense of humor, a better attitude. I'm more outgoing. I know where my benefits are, mm-hmm. and I, a better tongue. <laughs> <laughs> I in many cases, uh, but I have found that. Attitude, and I know that my attitude is mm-hmm. something that that works. And I also being taught from you that the way into a woman's pants or man's pants, in many cases, is through their funny bone. And I think yeah. if you can make people laugh and feel comfortable, that's that's a part of it. Like I said, attitude goes a long way. And and I can hear the introverts out there right now. I'm going, well, I don't have a good sense of humor. I can't make people laugh. Look, another thing that I have found that I'm really good at is asking questions. And I think even an introvert can ask a question because you ask one question and you get at least one from one sentence, you will get three to five paragraphs back. If you ask people about their favorite subject, which typically is themselves, (laughs) then that's a great way to get people to like you. And I've done that a couple of times more as a social experiment in the club than actually trying to, because I 
was introverted, but sometimes you just don't feel like being all bubbly and grr. So you'll yeah. sit down next to somebody and you'll just ask them pointed questions about themselves, get them talking about themselves. You may have to answer a couple of questions, but that at that point, it tends to be easier. Mm-hmm. But if you just keep asking questions, that's that works. Yeah. But I find that that's where my envy comes from is typically it's a physical manifestation. I wish I had those uh, six pack, that six pack. Yeah. I wish, I wish, I wish. So really in both cases, then both jealousy and envy, it seems as if they stem from some, at least not all the time, but in many cases, it sounds like they stem from some form of insecurity about yourself. Absolutely. I'm going to say that nine times out of 10, that's what that, that's what, uh, that's yeah. what envy and jealousy So, So is. really then, and I, and I would say as well, because when we talk about mitigating these things, Especially if we're at a club or a party or out in a public venue, because if it is a a more private affair, it's a little bit easier, I feel like, to deal with these things. But if you're in a public venue, it can be a little bit more difficult when things happen. And and that's part of where we have our kind of system of checking in with each other from time to time. Yes. And so we will... Either, actually, if we can say something like, you know, are you okay? Is this situation okay? Are you happy with this? If we can't, we do our double tap. And that's both a question and an answer. Are you okay? And yes, I'm okay. If you get anything else back but a double tap, then that's a problem. We need to step aside. There are times where we've had that, where we haven't been comfortable in a situation. And that can be because either something bad has happened, something unexpected has happened, perhaps some feelings of envy or jealousy have come up, and we need to take a step back and discuss and see what's going on. And I think that it is important to, as soon as reasonable, which may be immediately or may not be, because the situation may not allow for it, but as soon as you can, communicate that with your partner. And it doesn't have to be a long discussion, but just, you know, even, hey, I had these feelings. I know it might be unfounded. It could also be due to alcohol because sometimes right. these things come up more after you've been drinking a bit. I know it's irrational, but I can't help but feel this way. You know, can we either please go home? Can we do something different? Can we take a moment and step aside? Whatever the, whatever the situation needs. But I think communicating that with your partner as soon as possible is really good and is, is really helpful. Well, also I, not always possible, but as soon as you can. As soon as you can. Yeah. yeah. I, honestly, I look at it. That's a gift because let's, let's take a situation where we're starting a play session with somebody Mm -hmm. and you say to me, I need to step out. I need, we we need to step out. Mm -hmm. And in, in any case, if you were to say, I need to step out, it's a, we need to step out. Mm -hmm. So we step out. I might be disappointed in that moment, but that small amount of disappointment, that's a, that's a chocolate chip compared to the entire Hershey's corporation that could be of a problem if we continued on just barreling down. And so I'd much rather have a small issue right now, a five minutes of disappointment and conversation right now than a five day. Yeah. Not, I don't want to say meltdown, but sometimes it can be. And we know couples that have had those meltdowns that end up being five days, five Mm -hmm. weeks because they didn't, they knew something was wrong and rather than act on it, they just kept plowing ahead. And that's that jealousy or that envy that fed into something that became, yeah. you know, they, what we, the green eyed monster. Yeah. We, we constantly talk about it. It can happen as well because like you said, that you either plow ahead because of what the expectations are, because you are in a play situation and you think, well, I don't want to disappoint the other couple right. or we're my partner or if or... you're in a public room. And so there's a lot of other people watching. You're like, well, I feel like I should because there's all these other people around. But at the same time, you have to take care of yourself and your primary relationship right. before anything else. And that takes precedence. So like you said, if it is just a few moments to step aside, whether you then say, you know what? Sorry, guys, we're out or whether you go back into it yeah. either way. So I want to make something clear as well is that jealousy is something that at least for you and I is controlled by communication. Mm-hmm. Envy isn't that simple. Sure. So jealousy, again, when you're afraid that I'm going to be taken away or you're going to be taken away from me by somebody else, we can have those conversations and fix those. Envy, which might then go hand in hand with something like body insecurity. Yeah. 
that's very hard for yeah. somebody to talk you down. We all know that. So like, one of the things I love that you say when we're having sex is, I love your cock. Mm-hmm. And I know you do. There's no, there is no doubt. Yeah, I do. <laughs> but I think what's important about that is sometimes I don't love my cock. Yeah. And so that's something completely different. There's no amount of things that could be said about it that would change the way I perceive it. Mm-hmm. So that's something that I think that's important for people to to recognize as well, is that just because your partner says something about themselves that they're not happy about, realistically, like it's great to hear those positive things. And I'm absolutely, you should continue saying those things. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they're not going to believe it. They may yeah. not believe it. They may not listen. Or even if they believe it and listen for right now, it may not stick. So I think that's something to remember when we're talking about envy and mm-hmm. how if you're envious of something that really there's not much you can do about it. Mm-hmm. It's it's something that we can all get richer. We can all get big, bigger and, and better toys, but we all can't get taller. Right. So... Yeah, I would really like that one if I could. I actually love you. You're fun size. <laughs> there you go. There's a perfect example. I love your height. Like For me, you are the perfect height. But I appreciate the fact that you may not be happy with it. So another interesting scenario that, and I think a lot of it as well is, like you said, it's it's insecurities in yourself. It's potentially insecurities in the relationship or in situation. Uh, if, especially if you don't feel safe in a given situation, you may have more of that. But It can also, we had an email from somebody a while ago, and I think we talked about this on the podcast at that point. They had been in a play situation with their partner, and I think they were pretty early into the swinging scene, but they had a play situation with their partner where someone else had made their partner squirt for the first time. Right. And they were really jealous of that. And so they were looking at it through a negative lens because it was, how come I've never made her do that? And they... Well, they did have those negative feelings towards it. Whereas for you and I, I feel like we're pretty good at flipping that on its head and saying, let's take the inverse of that. Instead of saying, why can I not? Or why have I never made her do that? How can I? Yes. And, and cool. talk- it can now happen. What do I have to do yes. to make it happen? It can now happen. So now I need to talk to her and find out what was it that made it work and talk to him and say, Hey, can you teach me how to do that? Yes. And then also builds those relationships within the community as well to yeah. say, Hey, you've done something and you know something and apparently you're really good at this. Can you teach me? Can you show me and help me? It can also be a not just a how am I feeling about this, but also how am I perceiving this situation? And rather than perhaps taking a negative look at things, let's spin that on its head and look at it from the opposite direction and, and see if we can then take it, take the negative and make it positive and make it a good thing. Yeah. Agreed. So lastly, FOMO. Yes. Fear of missing out. I do have this one. I get this one all the time. Yeah. I get this one randomly. Go ahead. You tell me. Tell me yours. I'll tell you mine. Honestly, so mine is if you go out with someone and you're doing, it's usually activity related. So if you're doing an activity, going to a show, you're going out to something that's going on in the city somewhere, and I want to go or I want to see that, whether I can or not, because it's very likely that I'm not there because I have something else going on. But I still, I love experiences. I'm an experienced person. Yes, you are. And so that's where I get my FOMO is when you're doing something that I'm not part of because I also very much enjoy these experiences so much more when you're there. So I want to do these things with you. So if you're doing something without me, that's usually what it is. And it can be sexual. It can be not sexual. It doesn't really matter. So I will say I often, I know exactly where you're coming from. And I tend to feel guilty, honestly, that I know how much you enjoy experiences and I know how you're a theater girl. And so with me and the not gentleman boyfriend mm-hmm. who, by the way, we're naming him Leo. I'm just going to put it out there now. Uh, Hello, Leo. Hi, Leo. You're, you're more of an otter, but you're kind of a lion anyway. <laughs> so when I go out with Leo and we see theater stuff mm-hmm. and I know that this is something that Angela would love to see. Yeah. I do feel guilty about it, but oftentimes. I'm not there, not always, but often I'm not there because I have something else going yes, on. Or there's, there's you're a doing reason. Something yeah. Else. There's a reason that I can't make it. But I also get FOMO when one of us is traveling and it can be you traveling, doing something 
fun or just being in a different place even. Right. It can be me traveling and I'm stuck in a hotel room and you're here with friends or the gentleman or something like that. And, and I'm like, but I want to be part of that. And I'm not, I'm stuck in this hotel room. And so, yeah, definitely for me, FOMO is a lot more about experiences than anything else. It's funny for me when I'm traveling, I rarely have FOMO. So there's been a couple of times where I know the gentleman is coming over mm-hmm. and spending the night. And for me, that there's no fear of missing out, mm-hmm. I guess, from that. Because I know that there's such a warmth there. This sounds, I, I'm going to say wanky as hell. But there's such a warmth in our relationship that it just makes me feel good that I know you're safe, you're happy, you're having fun. And he's safe, he's happy, he's having fun. I don't have to be here. I, I don't have to be part of it. Although sometimes I do get pictures that you guys take mid-play, which, which is, <laughs> I, I look at it and I'm like, well, that does look like fun. <laughs> but at the same time, typically when I'm traveling, I'm doing something. Mm-hmm. I'm always, you know, I rarely will not be doing something yeah. that I really want to do. So I do, I understand what you're saying because there are those times where you go out with somebody and I'm maybe here mm-hmm. or if I'm, I will say if it's somebody who's not the gentleman when mm-hmm. I'm here, when I'm away and you go out with them, I do have that fear of like, Oh, I wish I was doing something like that. Yeah. But at the same time, most of the time I've got something else going on. And I will say that again, for me, even though I do have FOMO more over your experiences and things, what again, really helps that for me is just communication. Yeah. If I know that if I'm traveling and you're here going out with somebody or having a gentleman over or whatever it is, if I know what you're doing and even sometimes get a text along the way or something like that, that really helps. Agreed. There have been times where I don't get that, where you're just like, completely in your own little world. And that's where I really feel it the most because I feel so much more separated. But if you, if I have that communication with you as to what's going on, even if it's just before and after whatever, something, it really helps. So I think for me, ultimately with all of them, what helps to mitigate it for me is, is communication a hundred percent. It also helps me if I recognize that I'm feeling this way because I've definitely had FOMO at times that it's really upset me and I've been really emotional about it. Until I said, this is dumb. This is just FOMO. Like, there's nothing that can be done about this. Why do I feel this way? I should go do something if I really want to have an experience. And yeah. if I don't have the energy for it, well, then that's my fault. <laughs> well, I, yeah. So. And so that's sort of my mentality <laughs> yeah. as well. If I, if I think to myself, I want to do what she's doing or I want to be there with mm-hmm. her. And then I also think to myself, but I'm also really exhausted. I'm exhausted. I'm tired. Yeah. I'd be like... Well, if I was with her, I'd still be exhausted and tired. I would just be pushing myself to do something that maybe would then bring all of us down. And you may not have as much fun yes. then. Yeah. So I understand. Yeah. Yeah. But it is, it's something that you're right. Communication helps. I'm going to say two thirds of these. Yeah. With the envy, the feelings of envy, I think communication is extremely important. But I also think that sort of looking in on yourself and going, this is how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Why? Why do I feel this way? Why do I want a bigger dick? Mm -hmm. Like, am I really going to, would I really do something else, something so much greater with an inch and a half or an inch more? Would, would I be that much more special? And realistically, the answer is no. No. And Mm -hmm. I know that. And so I think that that's what has helped me is Mm -hmm. that I'm, I'm very realistic Mm -hmm. about it. It is, and this is a subject for a different podcast. The, homosexual community is completely different than the heterosexual community when it comes to cock size. They tend to be a lot more size queenie and will make you feel alienated. Mm -hmm. But in, in typical swinger world, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. And and when you're talking about physical things as well, we all have our physical insecurities. There's, we Mm, all have something about ourselves that we don't like, or that we wish was better. We wish was different. Ultimately, if it was, would that change our behavior? Would that change your attitude? Yeah. Probably not. No, then you would something else. You, yeah. If, you know, if, and that's something that I'm also realistic about. If I had a six pack, I would just want something else. I'd want an yeah. eight pack. <laughs> if I had an eight pack, I'd want a 12 pack. If I had a 12 pack, I'd want a case. If I had a case, I'd want a beer truck. Uh, I basically have a beer truck right now. So, <laughs> so see, win win. So I've already made it to the end goal. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, yeah. Something that you just need to realize and think about and kind of whatever. 
Something else. I'm going to change the subject a okay, bit, sure. if that's all right, because it's something that's popped up in my head recently today, and I, I sort of want to touch on that, is that talking back to envy and, and wanting something that some, somebody else has, There's a there was a thing that Bill Maher said talking about fat shaming should come back, that it's that is Bill Maher did this. Yes. If you don't know who Bill Maher is, he's a fucking dick of a comedian. He thinks he's funnier than he actually is. But he basically said that we should bring back fat shaming. And then uh, James Corden responded with a very sweet, very heartfelt mm-hmm. kind of like, look, that's not the point. What I want to talk about is along those lines of negative help and I'm going to do this relatively quickly in our last few minutes, but I want to make it very clear that whenever you try to do something to better yourself, be it going on a diet, be it we had it ourselves with getting a pet, Mm -hmm. people are going to try to support you, but support you in the worst possible way. Mm -hmm. And they're going to say something. And I remember this very clearly from when my mother was on constant diets and my uh, previous partners have been on diets. Family members will look at you and say, Oh, good for you. It's really hard. Or I'm glad you're doing this, but it's going to be difficult to give up whatever Mm -hmm. ice cream, pasta. It doesn't matter. If somebody tells you that they're doing something to better themselves, fucking support them. Don't, You don't need to give a butt. You don't need to put your own insecurities and your own envious feelings on on that. So I think what's happening is people look at you and say, oh, well, once you're this, then I'll want to be that. I'm not that. So I'm going to. I'm going to cut you down. And I don't think actually people do it on purpose. Especially like when we got uh, Ripley. Yeah. So we get a pet. We get, it's a bird. One of our family members goes, oh, they're really messy. Like <laughs> they don't, she didn't address the, the companionship, the love, the fact that we have wanted a pet for five years and haven't had one. Yeah. And that we're both super excited to get this animal the response was, oh, well, they're super messy. I think it's really important when somebody tells you something that they're doing, and I've tried to do this myself, Mm -hmm. to better themselves. If you're jealous of it, say, hey, I'm jealous of that. I wish I could. Not you shouldn't because. And then, but support them and make it a positive supporting. Yeah. And I think the I wish I could do that is a great positive support. Unless you go, I wish I could do that, but... Birds are really messy. You know, it's human nature to look at somebody and go, I couldn't do this. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you why I couldn't in telling you why you might fail. I think that's what it is. Again, that's why you should maybe stop and think before you say something to someone like that. They're projecting their failures on you. They're not telling you why you can't. They're giving you, I think the, wait, I got it. They're telling you their limitations not yours. Yep. Yep. So just remember that when somebody tells you something. And I think it's very important to support people. And we all know what support looks like. Yeah. Be supportive. Sorry, that was a bit of a tangent. But I feel like it went in with all this jealousy, envy, FOMO. Mm-hmm. And it needed to be said. I don't think it's really important. I think that's a very, that's a really good way to look at it, for sure. Cool. So. On that note. On that note, we're going to wrap this mother up. Yes. Uh, thank you for being patient with us tonight. Yeah. And thank you for sticking with uh, – this is a subject we've discussed in the past. I, I know we've discussed it differently tonight. And there's a lot of different and if you listen, aspects of it as well. So there's a lot of aspects we didn't touch on tonight right. because we only have an hour. And this is something you can go on probably for days about. And it's. I think it's also important that if you were to listen to our podcast from three years ago mm-hmm. and listen to this one – and you'd be like, oh, well, you said stuff that's different. Well, fuck yeah, we did. We change. Mm-hmm. Our relationship has changed. We're almost twice as far in our relationship now as we were yeah. when we recorded it the first time. Weird, but cool. So yeah, our relationship has evolved and it's changed. And so is our thoughts, feelings, and opinions about this topic. And how we handle it. And I think if yeah. we talked about it in three more years, God, are we going to be podcasting in three more years? I hope so. Yeah. 
as long as y'all fuckers listening, we'd be talking at you. So, yeah, I'm sure our opinions, thoughts, and feelings will change again. We'd love to know what you think. So send us a message on Instagram, on uh, Facebook, or the Twitters. We are at By The By Podcast. You can email us, theatomsoflove at gmail.com. When you want to support us, and we know you do, go to patreon.com slash by the by podcast. Mm-hmm. I always forget to put the podcast on there, but it's there still. Uh, <laughs> and you can support us. That's how you get some stuff. Uh, some some goodies. We'll probably throw in in our next shipment some of our new goodies. Yeah. Yeah. I think we should. Uh-huh. Like pre. It'll be great. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Uh <laughs> If you, we talked about geeky sex toys already. If you want your own geeky sex toys, go to www.geekysextoys.com. When you check out, use the savings word by the by, B Y T H E B I, and you will get uh, 5% off. Yeah. And they ship all over the world. Yes. So, any other final thoughts from the pretty one over there on the other side of the microphone? No. I'm just the pretty one. I'm yeah. not the one. You're not the verbose one. No, I'm not the smart speaking one. <laughs> <laughs> Me tired now. <laughs> Sleep. Fuck. Sleep. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to y'all later. Thank you. Hi, I'm Mr. Penge, co-host of Life on the Swing Set, and you're listening to a Swing Set Network podcast on swingset.fm. Hold up. 